Welcome to Sandra Ray's Fiercely Spiritual Podcast. You're listening to episode number five. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I'm Sandra Ray and I'm so glad to have you here. We're going to be talking today about something that's been coming up recently. It's all about fear loops and I'm going to be talking to you about what that is, what you can do about it, how you get out of the fear loop and just ways to recognize when it happens and how you can step outside of that. So Firstly, I want to go straight into it and talk about what a fear loop is. So a loop is something that's playing over and over again on repeat. Uh, you all know when you put your music on repeat, it just keeps looping and going over and over again. And it's the same with a fear loop. It's a fear that has been triggered by something and it keeps playing over and over again, even though the thing that you fear may no longer be relevant, it may not even be real, but the fear keeps playing out over and over again in your head, in your body, through your physical emotions and through your senses and the physical reaction in your body. So it feels real, it feels as if you are in danger, it feels as if something bad is happening, but in fact it's just a reaction to something that happened maybe a few days ago, maybe a few weeks ago, maybe even a few years ago, it could be something that happened in your childhood um, that keeps just playing out over and over and it keeps you stuck. We all know that when something is in a loop, you can't move forward because you're stuck in that loop. So I'm going to give you an example of how this happened to me recently. I was going to yoga class and the car park that I park in for yoga it's a train station. So I park the car and I usually go down, pay for the parking on the uh, platform where you get the trains, you use the machines to pay for your parking. And then I go up to yoga class. So this was a few weeks ago and I was in yoga class. We went through the whole sequence. And at the end of class, we were doing our relaxation. We were in Shavasana. I was lying flat on the floor and the whole purpose of Shavasana is to integrate the practice, to let go of all of the practice, all of the efforting, all of the stretching, everything you've been doing and just relax and allow everything to settle, allow everything to integrate. And it's a really important part of the practice. So while I was lying in Shavasana, suddenly this fear came up really strongly that I'd forgotten to pay for my parking. And I had, I had gotten out of my car and I was thinking, okay, I'll go in, I'll take my jacket off. And I was thinking of all the things that I was going to be doing. So I wasn't really focused in the present moment. And I ran into class and just, it didn't even cross my mind. During class, not once did I think about it. It just didn't enter my mind. So when I relaxed and I let go, suddenly it popped up and I realized that my car could be clamped, I could get a ticket and it wasn't something that I was looking forward to, of course, and it brought up this immediate fear. And it was such a contrast between Shavasana, which is just complete relaxation and letting go. And I was really in that zone of just letting go. And then that thought popped up and it just brought 
that, you know, that energy of just freezing and just thinking, oh no, I can't believe I forgot to pay. So while I was lying there, I was observing my reaction. I was observing my emotions. And my initial reaction was to jump up and run out to check to see if my car was okay. And I held back and I just lay there for another minute. And I thought, okay, if there's a ticket, if there's a clamp, that's okay. I can deal with that. It's not, it's unpleasant. Um, it's not something that I would like to have, but I can pay for the ticket and I can get the clamp removed. And it's an inconvenience more so than something that is in any way life-threatening or in any way a danger. It's just really an inconvenience that I'd rather not have. Um, so I lay there and I thought then, okay, the other alternative is I can talk with my angels and guides and I can ask them just to protect the car. It was an innocent mistake on my part. And I said, angels, can you protect my car and look after it and make sure that it is free from any tickets or clubs? So I did that. And then as we finished, I got up and I walked out and I was visualizing walking out to my car. I was visualizing seeing myself getting in and driving off and just driving away from it without any adverse things happening. And that's exactly what happened. I walked out to the car park. My car was sitting there. Nothing had happened. There were no tickets, no clamps. And I was able to drive off as I had visualized doing. So roll on a week later, I'm in the same class, the same situation. I make sure to pay for my parking this time. I've learned my lesson. So go through the whole class. And again, at the end of class, we're in Shavasana, we're letting go. Everything is relaxed and calm. And then suddenly this fear pops up. <gasps> Have I paid for my car? And I was in such a relaxed state that I had to think for a moment, did I actually pay? Because I wasn't in that zone. I was just, I was letting everything go. And it just took a moment for my mind to click in. And I thought, yes, I have. I, I went down and paid. I know that's okay. Everything's fine. I'm safe. All is well. So I went out to my car and I thought it was really interesting that at the exact same moment, in the exact same pose, the same date, a week later, and the same thing happened. And I just was observing how it was triggered by being in that same situation, that same scenario. So the following week, exact same thing happens, pay for my parking, go through the class. And I notice when I'm in Shavasana, I'm just relaxing, relaxing, relaxing. I haven't given any thought to my car or parking. And suddenly that fear pops up and I think, oh, have I paid for my parking? And I just thought, wow, this is like a fear loop that keeps being triggered by the same activity, the same scenario, the same thing happening, and it keeps coming up over and over again. Uh, but what I did notice as well was that each time it came up, I didn't react to it. The first time I didn't jump up and run out of class, I didn't engage with the fear. The second time it happened, I observed it, I didn't engage with it, I just let it go again as soon as it came up. The third time, same thing, I just let it go. And each time it happened, and it kept happening, each time it happened, it was slightly less than the previous week. So the first week, obviously, it was like this heightened sense of fear. The second week, it was a little bit less. Third week, a little bit less. Fourth week, a little bit less. The fourth week, it was so much less that it was almost like a thought that came in 
and then left almost without a reaction. There was still a slight fear reaction, but it was almost without reaction. So it was getting less and less each time because I wasn't engaging with it. If I was engaging with it, that fear would be fueled by me engaging with it. If each time I jumped up and ran out to check my car, that would be engaging with it. So what I wanted to explain is that this is happening all the time. We are caught in fear loops that we don't even know about. The reason why I was able to recognize this one, because it was happening on a weekly basis. It was a totally, um, what's the word? It, the fear, there was no need for the fear. Um, it was just something that was playing out over and over. It was on repetition. It was like a habit that was just looping and it was automatic. It wasn't that I was going looking for it. It was totally subconscious. So it was something that had been imprinted on my subconscious by the first time it happening and it kept playing out over and over. But luckily it was decreasing each time because I wasn't engaging with it. So what I want to challenge you to do is to recognize when fears come up and actually observe it if it is a real fear if it is, if you are in real danger or if it is a loop playing out on repeat of something that just keeps happening over and over that may not even be real but it's just a thought that keeps looping and you keep engaging with it so it keeps being fed more energy so think about your top fears what brings up fear most in your life and Maybe fear isn't the right word. What brings up worry most in your life? Because worry is just a form of fear, but we don't really realize that sometimes. So what do you worry about most? And do you find that you are caught in that loop of worrying about it without it actually being a threat, without it actually happening in your life, but you're just constantly worrying about it anyway? So really observe what's happening. And the less you engage with it, the less energy you're feeding it, and the less it will come up and over time it'll dissipate in back into its native nothingness. So this is easy enough to do for worries that are minor for little small things. When it's something that you consider to be a genuine worry and there's never any genuine reason to worry by the way but we think there are genuine reasons to be worried when you receive bad news, when somebody it could be yourself or a family member, somebody you love has a terminal illness and they receive news about that. You, we perceive that as a genuine reason to worry. Now, there's never genuine reasons to worry um, because worry never brings us anything positive. But we perceive certain things as to be threatening enough or warrant enough energy to go into worry. So what I'm going to do is, if it's something minor then you can pull yourself back. You can disengage from it. If it is something major, it's something that you perceive as a real threat, then you're not necessarily going to be able to disengage with it. So what I wanted to do was give you an example of, through an analogy of what that's like. So if you can imagine you're standing on top of a cliff and those little worries, those little concerns, those daily things that come up, it's like you're standing looking over the cliff and you're kind of 
thinking, oh, I don't want to go over that cliff because there's danger, I could fall. But you're kind of near the edge, but you're not really. So you know you're not really in any inherent danger. Now, when you receive bad news or something happens that is really jarring, if you, I won't go into examples because I don't want to draw on that energy, but if something happens and you really feel threatened, it's like you've already fallen off that cliff and you're hanging onto a branch and you're hanging on for dear life and you are so in fear that you are going to fall at any moment. So you're not standing on top anymore, kind of looking over and thinking, oh, that doesn't look good or that looks a bit scary. You've actually fallen over and you're hanging on to that branch. That's what it feels like. It feels like you're hanging on for dear life. So what I wanted to do was to propose that when you're hanging on to that branch, you're looking up because you're just too afraid to even look down. You can't even go there because it just seems like there is no bottom and that you'll just fall into oblivion. What I want to propose is while you're there, if there was a person, say it's a friend or family member, um, in most cases it's your angels or your guides, who are standing with you saying, just let go, just let go, let go, it's okay, just let go. And you are thinking, there is no way I am letting go. I am going to fall and die. And that voice keeps saying, just let go. It's okay. You're okay. Just let go. It's all right. And each time you just grab on tighter because you're like, are you crazy? I'm not letting go. This is going to kill me if I let go. And I am just going to try and scramble my way back up to the top of the cliff where it seemed safe. And I'm just going to, or if I can't do that, I'll just hold on until my hands start bleeding and it gets so painful that maybe I will have to let go eventually, but there is no way I'm choosing to let go. I'm only going to let go if I'm really forced to, if I'm pushed to. So in this scenario, you haven't looked down and your guide is saying that to you, just let go, it's okay. Imagine that that cliff that you're hanging onto, that branch that you're hanging onto, imagine if you're probably visualizing you know, the ground being hundreds and hundreds of feet below. Um, Imagine if the ground was just two foot below you. Imagine that the ground was actually just below your feet, but you haven't looked down. You haven't looked down to see what's down there because you're too afraid. And imagine the ground is just below you. And if you let go, you're going to land really easily, really softly on solid ground. But you're not aware of that because you just are too afraid to even go there. You can't even look down to see what's below you. And it's the same with those fears. When we are caught in those fears, which seem like life and death scenarios, we are just holding on for dear like might and we can't let go because we think we're going to die. So how do you let go? How do you let go when you think you are going to fall into oblivion? Well, the first thing is to know that that ground is just below you. It's closer than you think. And it's that saying, leap and the net will appear. If you take that leap, you are going to be caught there. You are, it is guaranteed if you take that leap of faith, you are going to be caught. And the process that I'm going to encourage you to do is to first acknowledge that the fear is there. It's not just to blindly jump without knowing. It's acknowledging, yes, there is fear. 
and then feeling the fear. So feeling in your body where the fear is. Is it in your heart? Is it in your stomach? Is it in your throat? Where do you feel the fear the strongest? So tuning into your body and just getting a sense of where you feel the fear the strongest. And then once you've done that, just allowing yourself to feel it, allowing yourself to go into it. And when you stop fighting it, when you allow it and go into it, it doesn't have to push back at you. The fear doesn't have to get your attention because you've given your attention to it. You've acknowledged it. You've stopped resisting it. And in Neil Donald Walsh, um, in Conversations with God, says what you resist persists and what you look at disappears. So when you look at the fear for what it is, it disappears. It's just going into it, recognizing it, feeling it, allowing it, allowing it to pass through you. And once it passes through you, it dissipates and it's gone. And then when it's gone, you can look around you and see that there's that net is there, that ground is there, and you can just let go. And it's in the letting go that the ground appears. So it doesn't appear first. It's when you decide you're going to feel the fear, you're going to acknowledge it, you're going to allow it, then suddenly the ground appears because you're letting go of the fear and the ground materializes as if out of nowhere. And it's like those little miracles that happen in your life where somebody appears to help you or something happens where you receive some sort of help. It could be in the form of money. It could be in the form of a person. It could be in the form of guidance. Whatever it is you need, it could be a job offer. It just suddenly appears when you've let go, when you've stopped gripping on so tightly and when you've decided to let go, to release that resistance, to feel the fear that's coming up for you, acknowledging it's there, recognizing it's there, and then letting go, choosing to let go of it, choosing something else. And I guarantee each time you allow the fear, you allow it to express itself within you and really feel it, not just for a moment, but really feel it for as long as it takes to release. And I guarantee the more you feel it, the quicker it releases. Um, when you do that, it'll be gone and then you'll feel so much better. Things will start to flow. Opportunities will start to come about. And that fear loop that you've been stuck in will just gently dissipate away. And it's through non-engagement, non-reaction with the fear that that loop can actually dissipate. So I just want to clarify that because we're talking about acknowledging the fear, feeling it, and then releasing it. And we're also talking about at the same time, non-engagement with the fear. So what does that mean? I just love how the universe is full of paradoxes because on one hand, there's non-engagement. And on the other hand, there's feeling the fear, which seems to be engaging with it. So the difference is when you look at the fear, when you feel the fear, when you allow it, allowing is different to reacting to it. So there is a big difference. Allowing it to be felt inside you is totally different. It's like when I was lying in Shavasana and allowing it to, to feel it, observing it, recognizing it was there. That's the difference between acknowledging it and allowing it. And the other side, which is engaging with fear, would be if I jumped up and ran out of the class and ran to my car to see if everything's okay. 
So it seems as if they're two different things because you're acknowledging the fear, you're feeling it, you're allowing it, and you're also not engaging with it. It seems like two different things because you, it feels like somehow if you're acknowledging it, you're engaging with it, but that's not true. When you acknowledge it, when you acknowledge it's there, you're not ignoring it. And when you're ignoring it, conversely, you're resisting it because you're not acknowledging it's there. So ignoring is actually a form of resistance. So I just wanted to clarify that because sometimes it can feel as if we're engaging with something when we acknowledge it, but that's not the case at all. Engaging with something is only when you actually react to it through fear rather than acknowledging it and allowing it. It's totally different energy. It's a totally different circumstance. So the mistake that you can make here is to have the fear come up and then ignore it and pretend it's not there and think that that's not non-engagement. So ignoring it and pretending it's not there is not non-engagement. It is resisting it because it is still there. You know it's there and you're resisting it because you're turning your back to it. So don't fall into that trap of resistance because when you resist it, it only pushes back stronger and stronger and it'll seem as if it may be gone for a while, but it'll still be there in the background and it'll push back and it'll come out with greater force. So the key is to acknowledge it. Yes, I'm feeling fear. Yes, I feel it most strongly in my heart or in my stomach or wherever you feel it. And yes, I'm willing to feel it. I'm willing just to be still and allow it to be felt. And then when you do that, it'll automatically release by itself. There's nothing you actually need to do. Just be still and be with it inside you don't need to go and do anything. You just need to allow it to release automatically by itself. And it will if you allow it the space. If you stop pushing it down, if you stop ignoring it and stop resisting it, it will automatically just float up to the surface and release. Okay, so that's what I wanted to talk about today. I hope you gain from this. And I think if you are able to follow those steps and to acknowledge the fear, feel it, allow it, and go through that process of non-engagement or non-reaction probably is a better word for it then you will definitely notice the difference and you become unstuck and you'll step out of those fear loops as they happen thank you so much for being here and it's been such a pleasure and i look forward to next week's episode i will see you then bye bye